Please listen carefully. Hello, my name is Joseph Friedman with the CRX Podcast, which is a podcast that's directly related to articles in the CRX magazine that comes out quarterly. This is all under the Pharmacy Podcast Network, where I used to have a podcast called The Medical Podcast with Todd Yuri, but I'm thrilled to be a part of that. And in addition, uh, I'm a pharmacist with a master's in business, and uh, I owned and operated a medical cannabis dispensary that uh, was very unique in Illinois, being the only one that was pharmacy-centric, and very proud of that and had a lot of fun with that. It's been kind of surreal at the same time. What I'm trying to do is get the good word out about the benefits of medical cannabis that's fair and balanced uh, for all of you folks. You can find the CRX podcast on crxmag.com or Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Enjoy listening. You're listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. to the Pharmacy Podcast Network for any period of time, you probably realized we've got a lot of podcasters, got a lot of people out there that they know what they're talking about. Um, I'm not a pharmacist. If anybody didn't realize that, uh, my name's Todd Yuri. I'm the founder of the Pharmacy Podcast back in um, 2009 now. Goodness gracious, it's going by so fast. The experts that we bring on this network understand different facets of what it means to be a pharmacist, to be a patient advocate, and also technology. We've had John Nosta on several times. John Nosta is the founder of Nosta Lab. He's my digital health godfather. He really makes sense of how digital health is going to impact us as a nation and as care providers. But also people like Gil Bash. Shout out to Gil Bash. He is the director, the managing director of Finn Partners, one of the largest public relation companies in our nation, very effective and uh, very tied into uh, humanitarian efforts uh, through media, through content development. Gil's been on with Dr. Aluko from Ernst & Young. And when we talked about uh, how health equity and health inequality and health variance in different parts of our nation were really impacting um, us as a culture overall. Well, Today is no different. We always stretch our wings. And I'm not sure if you've been paying attention on Twitter, on LinkedIn, on Instagram, but the Pharmacy Podcast Network has joined with a much larger network of individuals and professionals that are using media, using content, using podcasting to bring people together to execute on strategy, on business, on politics, and now, of course, on healthcare, because we get to be part of this. So if you're listening, you may not realize this, but the PPN, and if you're a listener, or even if you're a host, or you want to be a host, you've got to look into this network, because this brings us to the consumer, the, the, the individuals out here who are looking to us, the healthcare experts, to tell them about their health from a pharmacist perspective. Well, today in studios down in Hiller, Pennsylvania, we have a fellow Pittsburgher in the studios with us who is with the C-Suite Network. I would like to welcome to the Pharmacy Podcast Nation, Trisha Ben. Welcome, Trisha. 
Thank you so much, Todd. It's great to be here and with all of your listeners. Absolutely. Tell me about your role with C-Suite. I know what it is, but I really want you to explain this to our um, our listeners as well. And by the way, I want to let you know, Tricia, pharmacists may, are made up of 56% women. And I'm not sure if you realize that, but we're looking for women leadership constantly. And I think you're going to bring something very special to the PPN because you are constantly immersed in business and in networking. So tell us about yourself. Absolutely. I'm so, I actually did not know that, Todd. That is a, yep. uh, a wonderful thing to know. Uh, so my title with C-Suite Network is Chief Community Officer. And I also run our Hero Club, which is uh, for CEOs, founders, investors, all pledged to lead with integrity and transparency, give back to their communities, essentially make their success matter. So, and that really is the value system of the whole entire community of C-Suite Network. I thumbnail my role to be that I am, my, my job is to ensure that I build this community, support this community and everyone's success. And then also the business of the community, all the infrastructure that supports all the great things that we do within C-Suite and with all of our partners and uh, and everyone that's playing a role in leading across the C-Suite network platform like you, Todd. Yes. So what was interesting for me is my desire, which was um, was to reach consumers, to reach the public that is served by our pharmacists. And I didn't really know how to go about that because I'm very busy managing my clients' audio branding. And that's a full-time job in and of itself. And it's my favorite part. But the network side of what we do is more important than the podcast. Like podcasting is just the, just the media I chose, right? Because it was fun and no one was doing it. We were the first podcast ever in the profession of pharmacy. So great. I, I stuck my flag in the ground. That's fine. But that's not where the heart of where this is going. I want to bring pharmacists to the table of leadership throughout the nation in different verticals and different components. So I want you to share with our listeners the C-Suite Network councils and the concepts of those councils and how that's really the inside of C-Suite Network. Even though we have podcasting, we have conferences, we have um, uh, webinar events, it's really that inside, it's the insider's C-suite network, really. And I want you to describe that to our, to our listeners as well. I love it that you said the insiders because we do call our base of executive leaders. So executive leaders, influencers, business owners, VPs and above, uh, we call that our C-suite insider group. And we have about 350,000 that qualify and are part of our community from that perspective. But then we have so many other communities across the platform and then extensions out through our media and content and social uh, presence, et cetera. So within the C-suite, network, we have a, a number of different communities that are being led. And I'm so thrilled with your leadership in the healthcare space and how we bring people together around specific topics. And then as you said, then have that filter out into other communities. So when you say consumer, Todd, in relation to pharmacists and pharmacy owners, et cetera, it's such an interesting concept in the C-suite network platform because consumers has a much more general context where it could be the employers. It yep. could be the HR people that are making decisions on benefits and so on. It could be just very educated consumers and the healthcare space is so critical for all of us as employers, as executives within our organizations, and then as 
personal consumers of healthcare when you look at how health uh, and health-related expenses impact our lives and you know the major cause of bankruptcy being healthcare costs and then when you look at employers it's at least top 2 or 3 of expenses for the organization so it's an extraordinary space to own from so many different angles and such an an important message to be communicated from the pharmacist perspective into our whole platform so this organization had been positioned some time ago um, by the founder Jeff Hazlitt and he is a, I look up to Jeff. He, he reminds me of where I want to be, you know, five or 10 years from now in, in that healthcare vertical because there's so much to do. And I think the pharma industry, the pharma manufacturers, where there are walls of secrecy in, in demystifying how a pharma manufacturer work has really changed. It's accelerated. There's lots more transparency there which bravo to the organizations that are backing the pharmaceutical manufacturers, they're encouraging that, which I think that's wonderful. Not that they put up the walls of secrecy on purpose. I just think that the lack of collaboration between pharma doctors, pharma physicians, doctors that are specialists, pharmacists, uh, nurse practitioners, it just, there wasn't a, a good line of communication happening at the at the frequency that should and in the in the packaging of the content for a busy um, medical provider to consume so podcasting webinars conferences online events this is a big part of pharma manufacturers so i can't think of a better organization than the c-suite network to position themselves to reach out and put their arms reaching out to the pharma manufacturers specifically and saying we know that legality is a big deal in your in your push out of information we know that you're sensitive about what you publish how you publish it what's being said how it's being said the commercials like there's all the legality right but we also know that social media this pandemic um, communication channels that haven't really been there are being developed regardless of some of that sensitivity uh, with with science out front so that it's evidence-based so we're not talking about things that aren't true or anything like that because we want to put our pharmacists and our physicians and our nurse practitioners out there delivering those messages not only to each other but to our consumers but the C-suite network presents a really interesting opportunity for pharma manufacturers. So take away the pharma manufacturer part of that, Tricia, and tell us why a C-level, a chief financial officer, a chief strategy officer, a chief medical officer, like I just mentioned, Dr. Aluko from Ernst & Young, why should individuals like that and organizations like that want to be part of C-suite? Thank you, Tata. You know, the first time we met, the brilliance with which you see those concentric circles of creating value, it, it's it, it, the C-suite network through our, you know, podcast platform. We have over 400 podcasts, largest business radio podcast platform in the world. We have our TV distribution uh, through C-suite TV. We run over 300 virtual events a year, and now we're going back into this hybrid uh, experience. And then of course we have all of our professional services and benefits and how we create an opportunity for those important voices to be heard. And so I think when you take all of that together and you, and you add that to the incredible um, voice 
and credibility that you bring to the table in in showcasing voices from the pharma industry, whichever audience, specific audience that is, or specific mm -hmm. individuals, it's an absolute amplifier. And that's what C-Suite Network was designed to do. We all have the one place where we live, but then we have dozens of other places we need to live and our voice needs to be heard. But how do we do that efficiently? And when I first, you mentioned Jeffrey Hazlett, he's my business partner, our chairman yep. of C-Suite Network, the original founder. The, the concept that I heard eight years ago before it was officially launched, and I actually became the first sponsor of C-Suite <laughs> Network as a CMO, um, it was that as executives, as business leaders, we need to get far more quickly to all of those audiences. We can't afford to dedicate time only to one space or only one industry association, et cetera. So the, the value of being able to create a, a space within the C-suite network means that that one unit of time, so the time we're spending together right now, Todd, I know this will go out in your podcast. I know it will go out on your social. And then I know it's going to go out through our platform. Yep. I know it'll go out through our social and our promotion. And then it can also live in our live events because I'll be celebrating the fact that I got to be here in studio with you and, and so on. And then that creates more conversation across all kinds of other businesses, industry leadership, association leadership. And of course we have our councils, um, you know, you mentioned, uh, women earlier in pharma and, uh, we have a women's leadership council. We have a very engaged and diverse community, uh, across the C-suite network. So it means that you're speaking to those leaders and carrying those messages throughout their communities as well. So I think of two words. I think of communications and intimacy. Now, intimacy, you may think as a listener, well, wait a second, that's more about me between me and my girlfriend or me and my wife or me and my kids. But that's not the case because I think that word brings us um, a level of trust and quality of the type of communications that we have to have this day and age where uh, Jeff... He's out in what, Utah? Uh, South Dakota. South Dakota. I'm here in, we're here in Pittsburgh. We have clients all over the nation, all over the world. We have listeners all over the world. I can't believe how many people listen to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. We're ranked, by the way, 1,988th out of 2.2 million podcasts in the entire global world, putting us in 1% of all the podcasts being listened to, which is amazing. And that's bravo to our hosts out there. Um, our 36 hosts that are just amazing people that are committed. They are intimate with their patients. They are trustworthy of their patients' attention, what they say to their patients, because they honestly care. And it's their mission. It's their job. The mission of a pharmacist, by the way, the number one mission is to keep a patient safe from some kind of adverse drug reaction. Adverse drug reactions are the fourth leading cause of death in the United States. I'm not sure where, where ADRs come or AD, adverse drug reaction, ADRs. I don't know where ADRs are globally, but in, the, in, the, in our nation, it's the fourth leading cause of death. That means you've had some kind of interaction from an allergy, from a drug drug, from a drug food, um, a, maybe a, a temporary condition, and it's caused you to either become extremely sick and go into the hospital or uh, God forbid, it would kill you. Okay. So when we lead like that, when we think of what the public needs to pay attention to with all of the 
craziness of our world, it's settled down a bit. I mean, we've had a very, uh, what's the word, tumultuous and very kind of violent media of of what's out there and fake news and all this stuff. So C-suite to me has brought a level of quality of trust between business leaders who think and feel and know based on asking other members, how do we come together in councils, your hero club, your local councils, you mentioned the Whammer Leadership Council, which I want to give a shout out to Pharmacist Moms. It's the largest Facebook group on planet Earth for pharmacists who are moms. And uh, Dr. Susie Solomon has 38,000 moms that are under that group, which is amazing. But the reason why this is so important this day and age is because we need to find ways of leveraging technology and communications and bringing people together to literally make decisions to move business forward and to heal the economy and to create jobs and to have senses of security in each other. And we can't always do that face-to-face. As much as I'm excited about getting back to some in-face conferences and actually giving some people either a high five or a handshake or a hug, um, I still know that the majority of my business now will never go back to what it was in 2002 or 1990 or, you know, it's just not, it's not that world anymore. So C-suite has really positioned itself in an interesting place to create something that can be used in everyday business. How do we transition the people in our middle career demographic to understand that networking, online networking, the world of LinkedIn, the world of C-suite network is no longer an extra, but it almost needs to become your primary way of creating partnerships and business. How do we convince people that are listening to us right now that this is absolutely necessary. I I couldn't agree more with you, Todd, that it is absolutely necessary. I'm reading a book right now called Give and Take, Adam Grant. And it's all about what happens with givers. And when you look at really great networking, really great partnership, it is about collaboration. And it is about how you make that pie bigger. So when you're part of a community where that give and take is happening, that just it exponentially grows the opportunity and makes that pie bigger and so you're you're winning faster and in business timing is so critical the faster you can move the better and but you have to be going in the right direction and you have to be working with the right people and so you know one of our taglines uh is the most trusted network And I think it's really important that you look at who you are in community with and what the principles are. So for us, relevancy, reach, reciprocity are our three R's. Going into COVID, those were our three R's. And so relevancy, I'm not just going to tell you what I want. I'm not just going to be focused on what matters to me when I'm in a networking uh, scenario. I'm going to be listening to you, Todd, and I'm going to be saying, how can I help you? You know, I I know something that I think might help based on what you're sharing. Uh, The reach, well, you get to people faster uh, when you are in community with great people. So great people come from great people. That just makes things move so much faster. And then, and you're extending those those relationships of trust. And then the reciprocity, whenever there's an ask, 
there's a give. And this notion that somehow in community you shouldn't ask is ludicrous. We all need to move forward faster. If we're not asking, <laughs> we're not doing what we need to do. It's ridiculous. So, but there does need to be that give back. So what's that give? So we do that and that's how we introduce every leader into C-suite network, as you well know, because we want to set them up for success and we mm -hmm. want people to understand what they're about. We also ask them to share what they're passionate about because that's how people see who you really are, not just what you do in your business or um, ac across your networking opportunities. And then the other R that we added through COVID, and I'm so proud of this, it occurred to me respect. It is one that we assumed. We never said it. We never added it. Um, but I did over COVID. And the reason I did is because respect is something we give to each other because of who we are, not who the other person is. So in our, in our network, through all of those challenges you just mentioned, there can be a lot of uh, heat, <laughs> yep. a lot of tension around those topics. And we will not avoid difficult conversations but we will be respectful of each other. We will attempt to understand and respect the fact that each of us is trying to do the best that we can do the right things, you know, and politics is a great example. Yep. Our point of view is it doesn't matter where you sit. It matters that you want to make a great difference. And if you're putting your, your hat in the ring, good for you. We want to support that. That's fantastic. Exactly. You're making a difference. And um, so, so respect is a, is a really critical one. Trust is earned. So that's, that's, that's what you get in community and the extension of the relationships exponentially more quickly and then across many more industries and many more roles. And that's why those councils matter so much because you can participate in different industries and sectors and different roles. You know, you might be uh, an executive, you might also be in the manufacturing sector, you might also be in pharma. Um, yep. and, and that's fantastic, but you can overlap all the other communities and be participating and sharing, you know, what you know is really critical for those different audiences that you don't normally get to, to know because you're overlapping in the conversations and the sessions already. So I was talking to Dr. Lakeisha Butler and Dr. Angela Riley on our, um, on our transforming a nation, uh, session, which just came out. And it was leadership and transformation through their organization called the National Pharmaceutical Association. And the reason why I'm bringing this up is what you said about relevancy, reach, reciprocity, and respect. And the fact that the trust element for vaccination hesitancy is in play with, um, with many people throughout the country and how pharmacists were able to, that knew those patients in their communities, especially our community pharmacists, um, were able to really put a, um, a trust element in front of those patients and then become very scientific and very evidence-based in describing to those patients what was happening based on their questions about Moderna or uh, Pfizer or the double vax or how many you know doses they need and why do I feel like crap after my first dose and this whole thing and reaching back out to those pharmacists for a level of trust plays into communications. It also plays into networking. I want to give our listeners an opportunity to challenge themselves in thinking about how does your role as a pharmacist, whether you're in a hospital pharmacy, specialty pharmacy, compounding community, long-term care, geriatric focused or consultancy, 
Lots of consultancy pharmacists, by the way, uh, Tricia, coming out into the marketplace. That is a that is a consultant pharmacist that either goes to a specific location to consult with specific patients about uh, medication conditions and in uh, polymorphism and cascade prescribing, where a um, a physician's going to write a prescription, and then three months later they go somewhere else because they had a condition, and they write another prescription, and then they move away, and they get another maintenance med, and the next thing you know, someone's on you know 12, 16, 18 meds. A pharmacist slows down, looks at that med management, and really takes the time to even de-prescribe instead of you know help to prescribe. So. I want our listeners to challenge themselves. Listen to, and you'll find this in the show notes, relevancy, reach, reciprocity, and respect. How do those four R's impact you as a effective provider for your patients, regardless of your setting? Also, how do those four R's impact you as a collaborator with other pharmacists, with nurse practitioners, with family members of a sick child, of other physicians that may have egos. Physicians, uh, it, it's not a mind stretch for our listeners that a, the, a prescriber out there who says, why are you questioning my you know, medical authority? Well, I happen to be a pharmacist. I'm a medical expert, a medication expert. So I know what's going on. And I think this, 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 and this to help curb and help transform that patient's life based on the condition and based on the treatment that they're in. It's this is real life stuff, but the respect aspect, I want to kind of talk to you about this, Tricia, because I want to bring up politics specifically. Not any type of issue in politics, but the issue the the topic of politics, because of how over the last 24 months, how the, over the last really three years, I have seen more vilification of politicians than ever before on purpose to make them to make them seem that what they're standing for isn't relevant just because they're the messenger of such a, a topic of discussion of whatever. And it's unfortunate that we've allowed our society to get pigeonholed into thinking that politics is negative and politics is bad and politics is when it's not. If we were to return and approach um, discussions and debate with respect and go back through reciprocity of your idea and my idea, and please, you share yours, I'm going to share mine, the reach, uh, I'm using my network to get my message out, you're going to use your network, and oh, by the way, I might be a Democrat, you might be a Republican, but let's use our networks together to get this issue out so that our constituents can see both sides and relevancy to say it's very pointed that we're discussing a subject that we know is impacting 311 million Americans that are wondering about this issue or have interest in this issue, and they're able to see it from both sides. And then they come to their own conclusion because you're not, we're not as media, which we're in that bucket, um, C suite plays in that bucket. We have lots of influence over other people based on what we deliver to them. We're not supposed to be making their decisions. You know, our news, our CNN, our Fox News, our major networks, they're not supposed to be making up our minds for us. But we are, we've started to see that that's, that's taking shape. And I want to encourage our listeners, primarily pharmacists and pharmacy technicians out there, to fight against that and realize you're educated. You, you've been in school for what, six, eight, 
sometimes 12 years, make up your own mind, you know, but, but have respect for other people's decisions and bringing information to the, to the middle of the table so that we can debate and so that we can move to some type of conclusion, which doesn't mean that we necessarily agreed, but it does mean that we at least leave the table of debate in a sense of respect for each other. I love that, Todd. And I've been so honored and frankly proud to lead through this last, as you said, two to three years. There have been so many challenging, difficult issues and politics certainly has been a very, very heated piece of that. Um, obviously, social justice, uh, the, uh, all the crises around COVID and the impact on on families and and so on. Having a space where you hold those principles to be true means you can have heated debate. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, that respect to try to understand, to to not disrespect the person for debating the issue and learning. And that's another thing is if you can show up in a space to be authentic, it's okay to learn. You know, we don't understand if we don't ask questions, if we don't try to figure out well, where is my thinking not aligning, you know, yep. if we're not introspective to say, well, I, 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 I'm not sure, this is kind of where I am, what do you think and share that. And one of the things I'm probably most proud of from that perspective is, I was sharing this with you earlier, but our Friday night celebrates event brings our whole community together. It's Friday at five o'clock Eastern. You'd think that would be a strange time, mm. but it's an absolutely incredible time. And, um, and we started it right after COVID started. We didn't have anything like that. And having everyone together to celebrate all the great things, high five, and then, you know, maybe share some of the things that weren't so great if, if somebody had a rough week, but we have a couple of breakouts. We share all the new news, all exciting news, everything that's coming up to look forward to. And I invite anyone, if they have their children, their grandchildren, their youth groups that they're working with to make sure their children are there. And I refer to them as our little CEOs. <laughs> and the fact that I know and I can trust my community to be phenomenal in terms of showing that respect for each other in complete diversity of perspectives and everything <laughs> across the C-Suite Network platform, for them to see that we see them as little CEOs, i.e. anything that they want to be, they can be. Yep. And and that we see such incredible value in them. And then two, that grown adults can differ <laughs> and respect and, and show uh, true caring, you know, and whatever words you want to use for that, respect, caring, love. At the end of the day, they demonstrate the same behavior. And, and that is one where you are seeking understanding and you're, uh, you're, you're, you're challenging and you're agreeing at the very least to disagree. Um, but you are um, in, in, in that community together showing that respect. So access to the C-suite network is as easy as clicking on the link in your show notes. But if you're driving, chopping vegetables, uh, jogging, working out, don't worry. Uh, the information will be there. You can go to c-suitenetwork.com. Once again, c dash sweetnetwork.com. It will be in the show notes. Uh, Trisha, you will be back on the PPN at some point so we can dig into a multitude of subjects that are um, encapsulated and surrounded by the importance of, of strong, 
professional and trusted networking. So I'm glad that you're here to share with us and to announce to the Pharmacy Podcast Nation that we are um, uh, very proud to be part of the C-Suite Network. We're listed on your uh, podcast uh, shows lists, but we're going to be doing more with the C-Suite Network to bring um, other services to the Pharmacy Podcast Nation Things that are that you may not have really thought about as you're listening to this podcast, things like loans, uh, things like business supplies, things like uh, very specific coaching. You may be a pharmacy owner out there that's wondering, how do I expand from one pharmacy to 10 pharmacies, right? Well, guess what? C-Suite Network has all of these executives who would love to be part of helping you to do that, possibly building some really unique and interesting partnerships through real estate through uh, picking the right location, through government relations and getting licensing done, through coaching and how to expand and scale. So I'm excited to bring this network to um, the pharmacy industry and the pharmacy industry needs this. Like we need to sprinkle in, you know what we, we, we are very guilty of preaching to ourselves and we're talking about provider status right now. That is, I don't know if you knew this, Tricia, but a a pharmacist in the United States is not considered a medical provider. They're, they're from a CMS perspective, the way that they get paid, mm-hmm. they're paid by the prescription instead of being paid like a doctor gets paid, a physician gets paid. And they should be. They should be paid as a provider. They should be paid for the service that they present to patients as a medication manager, as a medication expert. So that's going, we're going through those changes. The APHA, I want to give a shout out to the American Pharmacists Association. Uh, our leader there is Dr. Scott Knorr, and he's very attuned to networking. So I'm excited to get Scott on the C-suite network in some capacity. And then other national and, and state associations that are out there, take advantage of the ability to tie into the C-suite. If any of you have a question, if you're listening, my, my new client, Berkeley Life, who does a really interesting nitrous oxide supplement to help people cardiovascular health. I'm thinking about um, the TheraWorks team who, who does topical pain relief. I'm thinking of the, the, the RX Safe team out there that does medication safety through packaging and adherence. So there's so many, you know, Cardinal Health, which you and I have talked about Cardinal Health, um, one of the largest um, wholesalers in the entire country and, and in the world, actually. So I think there's so much that we can do by embedding our pharmacy industry into the C-suite network and really take advantage of what you guys have built. The the power of, of understanding that we do naturally create our own uh, echo chambers is is so important and i love what you're saying todd in every industry and i've had the honor of working uh, you know i was with a media business built over a 20 million dollar business and insights for every sector you know uh, and i and i was hospital administrators physicians uh pharmacists uh, nurse practitioners etc uh those were some of the communities but but many many others and the truth is there are those unique things in our own industries but at the end of the day, we are all trying to create great business models, mm-hmm. great impact and and help move things forward, you know. And so to be able to learn from each other, you know, you mentioned about coaching and other opportunities to to really learn and grow and build. Those things are actually very standard. There's mm-hmm. there's there's, you know, there are only so many business models, uh, but the learnings that you can do faster 
uh, I, I love using the, the analogy that we're not teenagers any longer. Yep. You know, if you try to educate a teenager that you've been through something and they might want to learn from that, you're probably, you're not likely to get very far. <laughs> but with us as business leaders, the faster we can learn, the faster we can can understand things that haven't worked for other business leaders and things that have worked and why, more importantly, then we can be applying those learnings to our own businesses to be able to move forward faster and certainly have the impact we want to have. All right. You brought it up. So I'm going to just shout it out. A teenage story, quick teenage story. So I have four daughters. I have two 18-year-olds. One is an introvert and she causes no problems, no ripples. As a matter of fact, I'm trying to get her getting her out of her bedroom for God's sakes. Then the other one's the exact opposite. Always in uh, one of our vehicles, always wanting to get out there and do things. Uh, very social has a flat tire in the driveway, right? And, I'm, and I looked at the, the tire and I saw it was flat. Hey, Tyler, tire's flat. You know, make sure that you take care of this the right way. We've already shown you what to do. We have a little pump in our garage, you know, get it pumped up, go to the gas station and pump it up, you know, blah, blah, blah. Come back um, in the evening. Uh, the car's not there, but Tyler is. Uh, Tyler, where's the car? Oh, it's at Sheets, our gas station, Sheets. Why? Well, because I can't pump it up. Every time I pump it up, the air comes through. Well, what are you talking about? Well, I left you know, the house and I went right to Sheets to pump it up. And I'm like, wait a second, you drove on a flat tire. Well, yeah, but I went and... You know, so basically she sliced the tire with the rim because she drove on a flat tire. And I'm like, how many times do you have to tell your teen who, you know, simple stuff. It's perfect. That's there you go. And I'm just like, so... Broken Thank tires, you. flat tires. And that's, yes. That's My nice. mother used to use the term natural consequences. There, there has to be a natural consequence. In that. <laughs> that's right. Something. Mm -hmm. But um, teens are hard. They are really, I'd rather, I think I'd sometimes rather deal with the terrible twos. I was better with my children between the ages of zero and I don't know, maybe like that 15, 14 area where they get real, you know, difficult. And then I'm told that they become your friends again, like at 22 and 24. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm not there yet, but I was just sharing a story about the fact that I taught my daughter's sign language when they were yes. first born. Yeah, we were talking about that. Right. And that brought such great memories for me, Todd, because it was just such a pleasure. They hardly ever cried because they, they could communicate. That's and wild. I just, uh, that, thank you for that. That was such a gift because, uh, it brought back memories I hadn't thought about in so long and that connection and how verbal they are, you know, they, they, they're very effective in their communication, <laughs> good and bad. But, uh, but that was, uh, that wonderful, wonderful experience. You've got to remember those things when they're acting in a way that is uh, characterized as, you know, stereotypical teen. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it someday with her and make fun of her and use it as a, as a, uh, bunt, uh, the, the bunt of a joke or something. But I want to thank you for spending time with us today with our audience, our pharmacists out there, our technicians, business owners, people who are invested into this profession. I want to give a shout out to our pharmacists and technicians. I know how hard it is to do something every day, day in and day out, and feel as if you're not getting any recognition for what you do. I know what you do. Um, I love what you do for our, our communities and our patients and keeping patients safe. If there's anything that the Pharmacy Podcast can do from you, from finding you a new career, 
to getting you in touch with somebody to help you expand your business, um, to creating a logo or talking with people like Dr. Jamie Wilkie, who's a PGX coach and expert in pharmacogenomics. I don't care what it is, reach out to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. We have such an enormous network of experts that can help you. And now we're part of the C-suite network, which puts us on steroids, literally. It takes us from you know 36 experts to 350 plus experts on top of that. So I'm excited about this. And uh, Trisha, I thank you for being here. Thank you so much, Todd, such a pleasure.